Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Today on Rooted Daily, we're talking about four ways the golden rule can help us in conversations with people who disagree with us. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and Jesus gave us a rule that is a guiding light for just about every part of our life. There's a reason we call it the golden rule. Near the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's a powerfully broad statement. And Jesus isn't the only one to say something like it. In fact, he wasn't even the first. 500 years before Jesus, Confucius said, do not unto others what you would not wish done to yourself. The Buddhist who predated Jesus also said, putting oneself in the place of others, kill not, or nor cause to kill. In the Old Testament Apocrypha, the book of Tobit, do not do to anyone what you yourself hate. Rabbi Hillel, 20 years before Jesus, said, what is hateful to you, do not do to anyone else. This is the whole law. All the rest is only commentary. And it seems it's just common knowledge. It's good wisdom not to treat people in ways that you don't want to be treated. All of those teachers predated Jesus. And I think if we didn't look very closely at them, most people would think they said exactly what Jesus said. But look again, Confucius said, do not unto others. The Buddha said, kill not. Tobit said, do not do to anyone what you hate. And Rabbi Hillel said, what is hateful to you? Don't do that. But notice how Jesus differed from all those great philosophers, all those religious teachers. Jesus said, do. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Luke 6, 31. Jesus' kind of people, the kind of people who drop everything to follow him, go looking for opportunities to love their neighbor as themselves. It's a proactive love, and it's a profoundly broad command. But if we look where we are right now, I think it applies especially well in moments of controversy, maybe controversy online, maybe in person, whether it's over the Bible or politics or social issues or whatever, the way we talk to each other about things that are important seems to throw this golden rule out the window. We've decided maybe there's just not enough time, not enough room in sound bites or tweets to do unto others as we would have them do to us. Instead of working through our differences to come to an understanding or even better, the truth, we fall into online mudslinging and non sequiturs, all with the protection of a screen that separates us from the people we debate. But what if Jesus offers something better? He never told us to avoid controversy. In fact, he promised it would follow his disciples. He certainly attracted his fair share of it. But he must be, I think, shaking his head at the way some of his disciples have chosen to react to it. So how can we do better? How can this golden rule help us in conversations with people who disagree with us? Well, first, we can do unto others as we would have them do unto us by reading what others say in the best possible light. Why? Because that's what we want them to do for us. Yeah, how often have you had your comments misconstrued? And you say, well, I didn't mean it that way. 
but it doesn't matter because we live in a, a gotcha culture. They just wanna catch you in something. The people on the other side of the screen are just waiting for you to say the wrong thing so that they can paint the picture they want. You see that happen when we're talking about the Bible, about politics, about culture, about everything. They just wanna catch you in something so they can put you in a category. They try to tie you to the furthest extreme of your side of the debate because they know how to argue with that. They know how to disprove the extreme. A current example, maybe in politics, would be someone who, who suggests they support police reform or they're shocked by a fatal police-involved shooting. What are they told? You're a Marxist communist. And then someone pushes back and says, well, they support the police. Well, they're a racist. And no doubt people will say things that, that may reveal their deeper feelings. And some people will say things that are just wrong or hurtful. There are Marxists and there are racists out there. But to assume that from the beginning, just because it makes it easier for you to make some cheap jabs is entirely the opposite of what Jesus did. Jesus looked into people's hearts and he knew there were deep flaws there. And he spoke to those flaws. And he never lashed out though because of assumptions. We can't see people's hearts. Jesus can only do that. But we can give them the benefit of the doubt. We can read what they say assuming that they said it with good intentions because that is what we want them to do for us. Second, when we're in the middle of controversy, it's much easier to warp someone else's argument into something we are familiar with than to represent their argument fairly. But to do that, uh, to do to them as we would want them to do to us as followers of Jesus, we must represent an opponent's argument as accurately as possible. And if we don't understand someone's argument, we should ask before we assume. It's almost like we have canned arguments just waiting to pop out. And when we hear the right buzzwords. We try to fit whatever someone says into a box that works for us. Nothing's more frustrating to that. To have your position in, in some debate reduced to a caricature. Christians should not be knocking down straw men. We should be engaging openly and honestly with people, praying together that we can come to the truth. Why? Because that's what we hope people will do for us. Otherwise, what's the point in talking? We're just spinning our, our wheels. There is no point to that. And third, when something is important, something's controversial and also important, you don't need sarcasm. I like sarcasm, it's fun. I think it can be useful in a lot of situations, but when you are in the middle of something controversial, it hardly ever helps, it only hurts. And to know if it's, an appropriate time for sarcasm or not, the golden rule gives us a really easy test. I read things like uh, the Babylon Bee and it talks about important issues in our society and it has these satirical articles about them. And they're funny. When they attack one of my sacred cows, they write an article poking fun at something I believe. I know it's in good faith. It even helps me think sometimes. It relieves a little bit of the tension. Others may disagree, but I don't find that offensive or wrong. There are other times though, when I'm talking to someone one-on-one -on -one and we're having a discussion about something important. And I know if they only talk to me sarcastically through that conversation, I wouldn't feel very good about it. That's the test. 
Don't use satire when you wouldn't want satire used on you. And for those who claim to have a thick skin, err on the side of not using it if you're unsure if it's going to feel demeaning to someone. Value kindness over rhetoric. And fourth, when you fail, and you will, repent and confess. You'll hate doing it. Everybody does. It hurts our pride. But the golden rule means when we've seen we are on the wrong side of something, we own up to it and we change. Or when we realize that even if we were right and we haven't been following the golden rule in a discussion, we haven't been living like Jesus as we've discussed that controversy, we repent of that too. And when others admit that they're wrong, the golden rule says, make it as easy for them as possible. Don't gloat. Do to them what you would want them to do to you. The golden rule doesn't mean we avoid controversy. There may be some controversies not worth getting into, that's for sure. But we cannot get away from all controversy. If we live out our faith to the fullest, it will cause controversy. But God has perfectly equipped us to handle it when it comes. He teaches us how not to lash out, how to work through controversy in a way that builds others up rather than tearing them down, and how to act like Jesus sacrificially to the point when he was caught in controversy instead of powerfully demonstrating how right he was. He could have had a legion of angels. He humbled himself on the cross. We are called to follow the golden rule because that is what Jesus did for us. And applying it means that we do all of this even when, and perhaps especially when, others aren't willing to treat us the same. Why? Because our Savior didn't treat us how we deserve to be treated. He loved the unlovable. And so even in controversy, we do unto others as we would have them do unto us. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you are growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you are ready to take the next step to repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.